0: On Maynard.com.au A-U! Hey, Here's a guy who always smells like fresh pancakes. It's Tim Ferguson. It's... Bunga Bunga! Starring Maynard. As the show turns the big 60, 60 Bunga Bunga... Uh, Tim, how are you going there in your little tent?
1: Just think, 60 Bunga Bunga episode. It's amazing that we've managed to come up with that many sound effects for so long.
0: Too much!
1: In fact, I think 59, out of all of them, was my favourite. We covered everything apart from gardening.
0: Uh, fantastic!
1: Coming up on this show, Tim, we'll have this. And we'll have that thing.
0: That's what do, may not!
1: And what have you got, Tim? I would like to introduce a little bit of class.
0: <laughs> oh, that's classy all the way.
1: It changes the way you think. You're walking along the street going, oh, I don't know about my life, and then you hear a little bit of this. And it becomes apparent your life is a mess. Bunga Bunga News!
0: But no, a lot of people want to know about the possum in the garage. Tell me about the possum in your garage, Maynard. Um, He or she has moved on. He or she. Moved out, but it was around about the time I was visited by yet another Australian native bird. Sandra? No, the tawny
1: frogmouth. You know, the tawny frog mouth is still upset about being
0: named that way. It should get really upset because people go, oh, it's an owl. No, it's not. It's a, from a group of birds called a nightjar. They look like an owl. They can turn a bit of the thing. They can go, but they're not an owl. It sat on my gate. From 9 a.m. in the morning, so we're broad daylight, and this is a nocturnal bird, and it looked like a lump of wood till about six o'clock at night. So that's, you know, an eight, nine hour stint there, and then it went off and did hunting. So any animal around would think, oh, that's just a bit of stick. It was hiding in plain sight, Tim, a bit like Alex Jones. Oh, look, I mean, we've had a few people about the call that Kitler made to uh, Alan Jones, our own Australian dad, and I think I think Kitler made a few good points. Some
1: excellent points, and I think Alan was very engaged by the extreme right-wing opinions of my cat.
0: People are genuinely worried about all this. What do you make of it? Give us a call. Say hello. <coughs> you really assume the government spies on you? <coughs> she said they do. <coughs> She's got some interesting things to say. <coughs> I have no idea what that means. <coughs> you tell me, if I got that wrong? <coughs>
1: Come on. <coughs> It's not education. It is betrayal.
0: Ah! (laughs) I think the problem was that this has started something because Kikitla rang in and only the next day on the show, I think it was a dash hound from Perth called. A dash hound from Perth. Did you have a recording? I did. Alan got straight into it with him. What do you make of it? (coughs) At the end of the day, the truth is the truth. (coughs) Well, I haven't seen it. (coughs) Let me just say something I haven't said before, but I'm going to say it now. (coughs) This relates back to 1947. These people have got their hands dirty. Is it best to use that phone number, is it? You tell me. you got an answer to that. You're smarter than I am. I think this is unbelievable. I'm not quite sure if it's completely fair, but it was balanced. That's the thing about
1: Alan. You always walk away saying, yes, it's balanced one way or the
0: other. he probably get a budgie calling into his show next week.
1: Well, all sorts of left-wingers will now start piling on. I make no apologies for the intensely right-wing politics of my cat. He's a cat. There are no left-wing cats. Once the dogs and the birds start getting in, oh, well, there you go. Oh, no, I'm a vegan. Oh, no, I live in Bondi, and yet, strangely,
0: I only eat oregano. The other news that's gone on here is that I've been putting out lots of shows. I've been putting out some video shows. I put the Kylie Minogue video from 1997. That's up on the Maynard website. The 2000 Comedy Festival. Did you find that interesting? Comedy that people were thinking was funny in 2000. It was interesting that in 2000 at the Comedy Festival,
1: everybody spoke about different topics. It was a very different way of doing
0: comedy to your usual... I hadn't thought about that, Tim. You're right. They'll be doing different material, but the subject matter seems to be a bit more, oh, it's all about personal pronouns this year.
1: I guess that's because... Everybody's so hooked into the media all the time. Everybody in the comedy world is always up on the latest topics. That's what they want to talk about. Whereas in the year 2000, there was no social media beyond calling people at a prescribed time, (laughs) hoping that they would pick up the phone and answer. Outside of that, people were just having too much sex with each other to be able to sit and
0: talk. And didn't Eric Banner look good in the show? He did. Young Eric Banner, very handsome man. The big news here at uh, May International Studios is that we are going live once a week at 8.30 every Friday night. We're doing at Mad Club, the one-man Mad Club from my lounge room, which is just half an hour of jumping around and carrying on. But we are playing clips now occasionally as well. So it's basically like a music show live. I don't actually answer the comments because when you see the show, I'm a little bit too busy to answer the comments during the show. We'll do it afterwards there, but we've got some great stuff coming up on this week's show, I tell you.
1: Yeah, listener, dear listener, you have to tune into this. Maynard, in his natural habitat playing songs, all great classic hits, but also dancing in a variety of costumes live on your computer screen. It's quite amazing. It just shows the resilience that one man can display in the middle of what they are saying is a crisis. Does it look like a crisis? No, well, it does, but a different kind of crisis.
0: Thank you to new Patreons, too. We've got Panda Pause, who's added to her donation. Thank you. And a new guy, David. David saw the show last week and really enjoyed it and got on board there. David, I thank you for your contribution for making this whole little dog and pony show become even more dog. Do <gasps> you think I'm overdoing it by changing costume every song during the show, Tim?
1: No, I like the pressure you put (laughs) yourself under, Maynard. It really is quite an extraordinary thing. Seriously, dear listener. You've got to see this thing. Which night, Maynard?
0: Friday nights, 8.30 till uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Australian time. The replay will be on maynard.com.au. But it's funny, when I race off to get changed in the costume, it feels like I'm gone for about a year and a half. But on screen, it's 20 seconds.
1: And we know where you've gone, and the music's still playing, so we're all doing the YMCA actions while you're away. What's news in your world, Tim? I'm writing the fake news at the moment. I thought I'd make a comment about, for some reason, people want to send high schools, students back to high school out of a concern that if the kids miss out on a bit of schooling, they will end up gormless and stupid. But being gormless and stupid, if I look back on my school years, we would aspire to be gormless and stupid. If you were smart, hanging around with the nerds as I was, you got picked on for not being gormless and stupid. Any kid who's saying, please, please, I want to go back to school. He's really just saying, my God, I hate you people who I live
0: with. I hate you! I hate you more! Let's open the crank mail, Tim, because we've got some crank mail coming our way. Crank mail! Crank mail! Crank mail! Hang on a minute, Tim. there's, There's some sort of urination going on there. That
1: is urination, but not of what you might think. Oh. The African Tsitsi fly is a very small fly, often underrated simply because of its diminutive manifestation. But when you put it over a cup and say, let loose little Tsitsi fly, this is what it sounds like. (laughs)
0: Man, that is a full and confident volume of CT We Crank mail! first bit of crank mail comes from Dave. Dave writes to us, Maynard, here's some facts you might like to know for Bunga Bunga 60. Did you know that the following actors all turned down the role of James Bond? They turned down the role? They turned down the role. Clint Eastwood, oh. Burt Reynolds and Adam West. Adam West, Batman? He might have been busy with Batman at the time and Clint and Burt really wouldn't have wanted such an English part. What's your thoughts on the whole thing, Ferguson?
1: Well, I think Clint Eastwood would have looked at James Bond and thought, not enough squinting. That's a character who does not squint. And of course, he might have looked at James Bond and said, well, that's a Democrat voter, and I simply can't play that either. Burt Reynolds, his trademark
0: moustache.
1: I don't know if he would have wanted to shave that off. James Bond with the big, thick Burt Reynolds stash? I just can't see it working. And how's he going to drive trucks and go out with Sally Fields?
0: I don't know if he would have settled for an English sports car either, really.
1: No, no, he'd have to be in a big
0: Mack truck, a big
1: American truck.
0: Adam West, but, man, we could only dream about that one.
1: Adam West, James Bond. It's a perfect combination. Just the coolness. Think about it. Adam West saying Bond, James Bond. It would have been at his natural pace. All of the dialogue, everything James Bond said would have been in that faltering, stopping, starting way.
0: I'm glad you decided to surrender. We would have caught you eventually.
1: Do you think so?
0: Certainly. There's no escaping the inexorable law of justice. You're very beautiful, Catwoman.
1: Yes, You're quite right. I am.
0: Your propinquity could make a man forget himself. I
1: don't know what that means, but it sure sounds nice. Crank
0: mail! Dave, Tony Push has got onto us. I'm not quite sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense what Tony Push has asked. Again? Tony Bush suggests that a rat-human hybrid could solve the problem of the bubonic plague. He's written bubonic, B-O-O-B-O-N-I-C, bubonic. I, I don't know what he means, really, do you? I know exactly what he means.
1: Well, tell us. Well, if you look at your average rat, their boobs are really quite hairy. If you look at your average Neanderthal... The boobs that the females had were quite hairy. I think he's, what he's trying to do is find the conjunction, the juxtaposition where these two could come together. And I think it's not such a crazy idea.
0: Continue on with your research over there at Beverly Hills doing that there, Tony Push. He's the only other person other than Dr. Rachey who uses the word boobs in an email. Well, that's not entirely true. Dr. Rachey's a scientist, so she can do that. Hairy boobs, is it so bad? Just sent in this great question, which I know will get your sci-fi gland a-glinting, Tim. Crank mail! Time machine or teleportation device? Which one, which one? One of the two would you want?
1: Telepods, much easier. A time machine's too confusing. Because you've either got the Back to the Future version, where you can go back and change the present, or you've got the Avengers Endgame version, where the present stays the same. You just go back and fiddle with the past and have no effect. It's odd. It would just be too confusing. I reckon, give me one of those teleport
0: things, and then I'll be able to cross the room without any effort at all. I think I'd be too scared for both, Tim, because with the time machine you have a chance of creating a paradox, and with the teleportation device, you've got the whole thing of where you have to be smashed into your atoms and then rebuilt at the other end, does that mean the person at the other end is actually ever the same? You see, Dr. McCoy always thought about that in Star Trek.
1: And if you end up with a fly in the machine, you end up as Jeff Goldblum.
0: Crankmail! Crankmail from Samuel Howell now. He thought we should do a lot more on the reformation or the fact that aerobics Oz style is coming back on...
1: Aerobics, Oz style, it's always compelling viewing too. Great character development. That's right. And good stories in aerobics.
0: It follows the Greek drama arc, is that correct,
1: Tim? I think so. All it needs is at the end, someone doing the bit where they say, you know, I've learned something today.
0: I did hear someone yell, show us your proscenium arch.
1: Well, isn't that nice? I thought that was you in the Greek mask who was also joining me yesterday.
0: Is that may comedy or drama today? Who can tell? Crank mail! Colin Newton with this bit of crank mail here. What will be the next black swan event? It's a statistical unlikely event that has a big effect on people. What will be another black swan event, Tim? The election of a
1: Labour government in Australia, I think, would be a how about that
0: moment. I replied to Colin Newton. I said, look, I, I don't know if you should go on about a Black Swan event because they happen in Perth every day. Well, yes, that's true. Crank mail! Greg Doray, one of our Patreon supporters, and thank you. And if you want to become a Patreon supporter and join the club and join all the fun, that patreon.com slash Maynard. Greg Doray writes, Is underground carbon sequestration viable technology? Sequestration? Am I saying it right? Sequestration? What is it? I think it's like diggestation. You get a little bit of coal you can eat. You put the carbon in the ground, Tim. So instead of it going out of a big chimney, you stick it in the ground and somehow you keep it there.
1: I think it's got a lot going for it, but not as much as sending the carbon into space. Yes, send it into space, send it past the moon. What you're talking
0: about, Tim, is you want a very, very, very tall chimney. We're solving a lot of problems, saving a lot of polar bears. You are going to need a light on that, so you might have to get another power station to power the light. Because you, don't, you don't want people running into it.
1: And not just at the top, Maynard, all the way down. And, of course, those lights will have to be powered by even more fossil fuels. I know it sounds like it's causing its own problem, but that's because it is.
0: We'll get BP to sponsor the lights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> solving the problems of the world once again in Bunga Bunga 60s crank mail. It took 60 shows to get here, so frankly, you must be disappointed. <laughs> Before we move on, I've been listening to a great podcast called To the Bat Poles. It's two brothers who look at the 1966-67 seasons of Batman and they've done every single episode, episode by episode, and they're going doing special episodes. And this week they did the Women of Batman Season 1. It's actually always surprising to the men in Batman that women are doing crime. It's like something that they either would not want to do or they're not capable of doing. A woman robs a bank. There's great uh, interaction between Batman And Commissioner Gordon. Yes, Batman. Here's a tip, Commissioner, in connection with that bank job. Alert the entire force. Be on the lookout for a woman in an orange dress. Good heavens, a woman? What is the world coming to? We can't stop to worry about that now.
1: Yeah, nobody ever does that to Batman, but you're a billionaire. Haven't you got something better to do? That's kind of what's going on under their questioning is, but you're a woman. (laughs) Haven't you got something better to do?
0: So have a look at that. I'll put a link to that in the show. That's to the Batpoles. I'm Adam West or nothing. Now, Tim, it's time for you to do your amazing bit of voiceover work because I've got a bag here, but I can't show you what's in it until you tell us, Tim. What's... In Maynard's Bug Out Bag. Thank you, Tim Ferguson in the voiceover booth. I've got two things in the Bug Out Bag. It's more like a bug-in bag these days, isn't it, really? It's
1: like a scrotum.
0: First thing I've got is a book from 1965, and it's by Spike Milligan, The Little Pot Boiler, which is a collection of poems and all sorts of things. I'll just read two stanzas, which is not a Datsun from his poem Knees. Always keep your knees in front, don't let them slide behind. Knees that get behind you are difficult to find. Little Jim let his knees go, they got behind the lad. In church he knelt down back to front and made the vicar sad. That quality! See,
1: that's poetry, and it's got subtext. That's what I'm always after when I go to pubs to hear poetry. Better subtext.
0: It's not like that poem you talked about the other day. With the, where was that from again, the
1: poem Sad? Sad, yes. Sad from the Harold Park Hotel Poetry Night. <laughs> sad. I am sad. It's so very, very, very... Oh, what's the next word going to be? Sad. Sad.
0: And I have an ABBA jigsaw puzzle, a 160 piece ABBA jigsaw puzzle, which is a photo of them performing on Australian bandstand. There you go. There's 160 pieces. Have you counted them all, Maynard? I've made this jigsaw. There are a couple of pieces missing, but none of the important bits. I think Benny's Left knee is missing. Well, that goes back to the Spike Milligan poem. So that's what's in Maynard's bug-out bag. Yay! Ticky chance, ticket chance, ticket chance. Right now, a time where Tim Ferguson can actually change the way the world could have been. It's time for Tim Ferguson's Historical Hypothetical, where we put Tim in a place in history and ask him so... What would you have done, smart ass? Oh my God, I haven't prepared. The year 1904. 1904, that's a tricky one. The place St. Louis, USA. Now I know a lot about that. We're going to look at the Olympic marathon for that year, Tim. That's right. The Olympics were in 1904 in St Louis. What would you have done about what happened? Because it went down fairly strangely, Tim. Give me the details, Maynard. This is the men's marathon. I don't even know. Did they? Ha- I bet you they didn't have a women's marathon in 1904. No, no there were no women until 1958 i wonder when they came along well the 1904 olympics in st louis the marathon was was quite a mess the guy who won first place did most of the marathon race in a car the person who came second almost died from eating rat poison and the fourth place person finished uh, racing in dress pants and shoes and actually took a nap by the side of the road for part of the race because he'd been out all night before Whoever came third place, I don't know, he was not lifting his game enough. He might have won if he'd, if he'd gotten a car like someone else. If he just concentrated... Maybe all he had to do was run. So what would you have done about this, Tim? So I've got a guy in a car who's supposed to be doing the race. We've got people with rat poison and we've got people sleeping. What? What is this?
1: Well, I'd go with all of them as being in the first place, apart from the third, because these people were already giving themselves challenges to overcome. And that's what it's about. The marathon is about overcoming a challenge, even if it's because you've eaten rat poison on purpose. It's something that should be in all the future marathons. Yeah, yeah, you won, but did you get drunk
0: the night before or poison yourself? It's Tim Ferguson's right reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect
1: too much. The great thing about being at home in all this, what they're calling as a crisis, is all of these streaming services that we can watch. It makes me more relaxed about the imminent zombie apocalypse. When the zombie apocalypse happens, the chances are you'll be able to distract the zombies from eating you by saying, oh, look, Chernobyl's on. Uh. It's worth thanking the streaming services for all the hard work they're doing just to make it bearable and also so we can sit at home with our loved ones and not have to look at them or talk to them for long periods.
0: It does have its downside.
1: That's true. If you are feeling lonely, out of sorts, and you've already been hung up on by the people at Lifeline, watch Maynard dancing in his lounge room in a variety of costumes with always that effervescent Maynardness.
0: Just consider it a half hour long cry for help, Tim. Big cry for help. Tim Ferguson, it's been a dramatic show, it's been a show that's had romance. It's a show that's had potatoes. It's a show that's been something once described as... Is that off? It's been Bunga Bunga 60.
1: 60? Who would have thought the only thing we can do now is to prepare for 61?
0: You sniff this and see if it's okay to eat, Tim. Catch you next time on Bunga Bunga. Bunga Bunga to you. Bunga Bunga.
1: So soon, just after you're gone, my sense.
0: I feel how much my eyes are darkened Uh, no, that's good. On Maynard.com.au. AU! <laughs> hey,
1: Bryson and Hugh.
0: Everything digital.